Did you guys do um do one of these last week? No, no, we didn't. We should have. So when when's the last last episode we talked about? Um, the first one of the return. <laughs> that's sad, right? The first one. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. The the premiere. That's yeah. the, it's so much has happened. I know. And <laughs> I haven't watched any of it. <sighs> you ha- you but you have them all, but you haven't watched any. Of it. Yeah. That's sad. Oh my god. Alright, so it's dick spoiling night. Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 9. Episode 5. Lost in TV and Movies. Recorded February 19th, 2009. This episode, Kevin is joined by Chelsea D., Rose, and Dixon. They catch up on TV with Lost... Battlestar Galactica, Burn Notice, Heroes, Life on Mars, Grey's Anatomy, Doctor Who, and Dollhouse, and listen to Comics Online's exclusive interviews with John Barrowman and Gareth David Lloyd from Torchwood, and cast and creators of Crod Mandoon, which debuts Thursday, April 9th at 10 9 Central on Comedy Central. Then Dixon has his rant about Blu-ray players. We talk about a few movies, and we get a surprise call from Matt about Spectacular Spider-Man. One day we'll actually talk more about comics, I swear. of this book like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus. Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics. From the days of Marconi to Buffalo Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, Soviet and Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like gamma bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com. Hello again and welcome to Comics Online. Podcast Season 9, Episode 5. Today I'm joined by Crows. Hi Crows. Hi there. And Dix. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? And Chelsea. Hey everyone. So, um, apparently our podcast listeners are most enthusiastic about our lost podcasts. Uh, imagine so, that. Imagine, you know, it being the best lost? show on TV. Yeah, maybe it's because it's what's the lost? best show on TV. I don't know. Right. You know, and... Uh, it's it's been going back and forth to I mean to me anyway I mean you guys can tell me what you think but with uh, between that and Battlestar Galactica, which and, I haven't been updated on either recently. So, all right, yeah, so everything's go gone me. crazy. <laughs> I've I've heard. Yeah, I don't I don't watch BSG as people know though I am. Let's just get up the now. big spoiler out of the way first. You know, just to spoil the dicks. The final silence. Snake kills Dumbledore. <laughs> Oh, God, no. 
You know, I did that the other day. I went That's to right. a movie and it was, uh, I, I went to the movie, a movie, and it was the Harry Potter trailer, and I yelled, "Did I kill Dumbledore?" <laughs> oh, that's evil. It was hilarious. No, everybody imagine all the little, I mean, come imagine on. All the little kids. Imagine all the little kids. I like, found no. out, dicks, that Rosebud is the sled. Really? What? And Kaiser Soze is Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no, he doesn't exist. He's a, he's a ghost. Right. He's gone. He's made up. Oh, and Bruce anyway. Willis is dead. <laughs> Bruce Willis is dead? Wait a minute. I just I just saw him. Well, no, that was a couple of years ago when that movie came out. Yeah. Die Hard so, Part 4. And Ellen is the final Cylon. Yeah. He's yeah, the final Cylon. And she'll be back what? in, uh, she'll be back this week, right? Is that correct? Uh, she was uh yeah. Last week. yeah. Oh, last week. Right. Is it Whatever. just me, or is Ellen suddenly an awesome character? <laughs> you know, I... You. I've just started watching the show. I'm in the second season, and I love her. I think she's fabulous. Crow's, <laughs> I mean, always, she's, Crow's always bitched about her. He was like, she's she horrible. She's a horrible, she's a horrible, horrible person. But well, I find she was, her, but she's great now. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's a horrible, horrible person, but I find her fascinating. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Actually, well, apparently yeah. It, ta- it, it took a little bit of uh, resurrection ship to shape her up. Um, you know, death becomes her. I, well, I liked so. her before death, so. The, the only good part about that episode last week was her showing up Cavill. I mean, the rest of it, it was just... Oh, he's um, back? Yeah, it was like, hey, guess what, guys? A bunch of exposition. Yay, exposition! Well, I mean, <laughs> you can't always be, you know, mutiny on, on the, the big... No, warship. but you don't reveal exposition just all like that. Like the way... They were yeah. doing it. I mean, okay. to give a great comparison, it's been like a quickie hand job after this five year seduction. Oh, <laughs> dude. Anyway. Uh, yeah. do, do, I, do I need to call up Nomad and get him on here? Uh, no. To... <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to hear what he'd have to say about that. He'd <laughs> say, like you would know. Oh, of course. Or something. <laughs> um. um. But how many episodes are left of BSG? I don't know. Can't Pros? be very many. Well, the final three are playing on the same night. Okay, Although so... Although it's considered one episode. So there's one episode left? Like, how many are there left? No, no, no. There's like five episodes left, I believe. Okay, so there's like five nights left? Is it five Fridays left? Are you saying there's five Fridays, or are you saying there's three Fridays left? Yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> they said that they're showing the final three episode, or the final episode, which is three hours long, on one night. It's like a freaking movie. That's yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's wow. A... I hope they all die. Well, what, what Chelsea, was it that, that I Tomo hope you said die. That that will be will be will never want to see them again. Good. I didn't want to see them again after the first few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> How can you say that? You're like in the you know, se- didn't you say you're in I the know. second season? Isn't that what I'm I mean in the I second season. I yeah, like- I you know, I had this I've had this conversation many times before because I saw the first season when it first started and I hated every human on the show. I wanted them all to die, like from day one. I was like just kill them all, Cylons rule, end of the story. <laughs> and you know, I'm halfway through the second season and I've only changed my opinion that Adama can live, and Roslyn, Roslyn can live. They can live. Everyone else can die. Oh, if you if you'd been watching it lately, 
you'd think that Roslyn can go to. I like Roslyn. What? She's been getting a little... We've been watching uh, the same show, because you're like, Ellen's great, Roslyn should die. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love Roslyn. She's awesome. She reminds me of Captain Janeway. Her telling off uh, uh, old uh, Apollo, uh, Zarek. Oh, yeah, that Tom Zarek. Some... Is he still fucking alive? Honestly, why is he no, still they alive? Both... Oh, no, they killed he, both he was killed Gata by firing and Zarek. Oh, yeah, him and, him and Gata, right? Yeah, Damn it. That's spoilers right there. Or, oh, yeah, so... anyway. Spoilers! Let's just yeah, call him L. Uh, hey, I don't care. Yeah. Fish need to die anyway. Yeah, he, he really needed to die, and it was it was very satisfying. Yes, he 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 needed to die. He he had to say farewell to his boyfriend Baltar one more time, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little creepy. Not but... that I blame him. I mean, I'm I'm totally in love with Baltar myself. So. <laughs> I would join. I, I remember self. seeing you back in uh, back in the the commune uh, quarters. Yeah, yeah, exactly, a Chelsea con- uh, cameo in there. I would totally be a part of his love fest. <laughs> oh man. I'd love that man. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh uh so Chelsea. Yeah, hi. What uh can you tell us what happened previously on <laughs> Lost from the first episode? Previously yeah. on Lost. Previously on Lost. Okay, so since the first episode we found out. So he got shot in the, the face. No, he did not get shot in the face. He is beautiful and perfect and fine. All right, this is when we let Chelsea just go. All right. <laughs> Previously, so, I'm lost. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it's five episodes and it's gonna be hard. So I'm just gonna do the big points that matter. So everyone's jumping through time, and Daniel Faraday is like, "Uh oh, the island is skipping like a CD." So he and he freaks out because Charlotte starts to get a nosebleed, which means that she's going to die. Now, everyone slowly starts to get nosebleeds, too. I'm not sure exactly why they do it in the order that they have, although I'm sure that will never be explained or will be explained. But Charlotte gets worse and worse and worse until she does succumb to her death. And we found out that she did live on the island before. She, yeah, she's part of the Dharma. And um, she left the Dharma. Her father was left behind her, and she went to England with her mother. We still don't know exactly who her father was or when she was on the island, but her character is technically, like, 29 years old. So, and if she left as a little girl, it be, like, 15 years ago, and it was obviously before the purge. So, you know, I'm sure we'll get that. Oh, her connection dropped. All right, so we'll hang out here for a second. Uh, All right, let's go back to Battlestar for a second here because I just realized something. They were having previews for this at uh, New York Comic Con, uh, the new spinoff series Caprica. Ooh, did, did you did you see that? Uh, no, they didn't really show too much. They just showed like a teaser trailer. The no, one that you, we've you all went to seen. the to to the panel is what I'm saying. No, 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 I did not go to the panel. Sadly, I was busy. Um, at it. Oh yeah, Crod Mandoon was at the same time. Yeah, Crod Mandoon is awesome. Um, All right, what is that? I don't know what that is. Chris, yes. explain. Oh, you want me to explain it? Yeah. Um, well, Crod Mandoon is a, basically a parody series of all those uh, old '90s fantasy shows. Um, Your Xena and, and Hercules and such. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. It's not like a straight up parody. It's its own thing, and it's done by Comedy Central. What's that? 
co- a good Comedy Central show with plot? Who the fuck? Right. Yeah, exactly. And no, South Park does not and count. And also, um, the main guy is British. But because you know how all those old 90s fantasy shows, they had the, this American guy always doing a British accent? Well, yeah. for this... British guy doing he's American? British, and he's doing an American accent. But you everyone know, around him is you also know what, British. Crows, we should probably take this time to just let him explain it himself. Here's a Comics Online exclusive interview with two of the stars and uh, a couple of the writers. John McGuire. Hi, I'm Sean McGuire, and I play Crod Mandoon from Crod Mandoon and the Flaming Sword of Fire, and you are listening to Comics Online. Hi, I'm India de Beaufort from Crod Mandoon and the Flaming Sword of Fire, and you are listening to Comics Online. Hi, this is Peter Knight from Crod Mandoon and the Flaming Sword of Fire. You're listening to Comics Online. Brad Johnson, did it, oh, starting <laughs> Brad Johnson from Crod Mandoon and the Flaming Sword of Fire, and you're listening to Comics Online. Hi, I'm Crows with Comics Online, and I'm here with the writers at, at Comedy Central uh, in April 9th. Can I, can I do the thing where I go, it's actually not crowed, it's crawled. Right? Although, the umlaut probably means that it's supposed to be crowed, but, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. I don't call a motley crew, but I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the superfluous heavy metal umlaut. Now, I noticed that uh, this series is much like uh, the old uh, 90s uh, serials that uh, Sam Raimi made, uh, like uh, Jack of All Trades with uh, Bruce Campbell. Was those some of your uh, inspirations for this? Uh, I know that show. I, I actually met, I, I met on that show um, <laughs> once upon a time. But uh, now, the, probably the biggest inspiration would be like Conan, Conan the Barbarian. Um, Lord of the Rings is, you know, it's that that's the world, but I'm not sure I understood that. Don't tell my friends on the floor. I'm not sure I, I followed it. I'll tell you where, Saruman and Sauron, and I was like, okay, you lost me. you got to have something other than S and on at the end, uh, or I'm, I'm going to get lost. But yeah, I would say that's kind of the, you know, that was sort of the, the jumping off place, and then, you know, taking a character that, that has sort of modern insecurities was kind of the, the you know, the... the Jumping off point. Is the Sauron Saruman sort of thing where you got the idea to make it uh, the whole pronunciation thing on the name? No, no, you know that that's the that's just the the umlaut is just you kind of you write it and you go mm, I think this needs the, some heavy metal because I, I I always sort of felt there's a heavy metal heart uh, you know to 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 cry, uh, and the umlauts were that's that's the nod to that. So how it should be pronounced if you're a fluent Norwegian speaker I don't know. Or whoever has the most umlauts sure per letter. I know, I know. Hungarians. <laughs> yeah, they have they have quite a few. Now this is the first show on Comedy Central with a real like big story and stuff because yeah. a lot of the Comedy Central shows are very more comedy and they just throw logic out the window mm-hmm. or whatever. What inspired you to you know do a very story heavy thing with comedy instead of more comedy over well, story? Um, that was, you know, that that was um, that kind of came about after we we said uh, we knew the Comedy Central was interested, but we sort of wrote this on our on our own, um, and and you know I, I wanted to do you know arcs. We thought like let's get a good, let's find a good thing. But but uh, but Brad, the first thing he said when he when he read the the, the original version that, that that you know was to to look at the Joseph Campbell, and we we refer to it. It's almost like the Joseph Campbell stuff. But really, what it is is. It's the hero's journey, kind of the, the progression that, that Joseph Campbell was an academic who, who uh, you know, uh, crystallized storytelling from and religions and mythologies from cultures from all over the world, and found 
what are the common threads? What 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 is it that the hero goes through? Whether it's a you know the Babylonian creation myth or some African folktale, like that. There's always some kind of unified theme, and, and very conveniently boiled that down into what others have further condensed into what, what worked for us was a, a sort of a page liking it to Star Wars. But taking that, to, you know, all these different steps along the way, the refusal of the call, like this is the guy who doesn't believe that he's up to this prophetic destiny, it, you know, uh, and it was, you know, from, it was definitely something that, that, that from, from, you know, specifically the Joseph Campbell Brad said, does he have a mentor? And that was where we got the idea for, you know, General Arcadius, and, and then that led to kind of some other things. And um, and I say that as if you know who that is, but if you if you do, that is that's Crod's mentor, and it's a little bit of it's a little bit of Obi Wan Kenobi. But but so we, we we also just kind of took that, and and with a real interest toward coming up with it with a good arc, because it's it's one of these things where you know jokes can live and die, and they can succeed and fail. And I think we you know there there are many there are a lot of comics that are really funny, but the second they stop being funny, they have a there's like an unlikability to. I think that when you have a good arc, when you have a good story, when you have good characters, you can succeed with your jokes, or maybe you fail with your jokes. But the second that that portion's over, you're still left with something to really care about and carry you through uh, through all six. Speaking about the characters, uh, Sean as the uh, main character, I bet you had to do a lot of stunts or buffing up to play a hero role. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, we have a. Uh, uh, it was funny because you know he he is the man. And we'd see him doing his push-ups before a take, often in some of the strangest locations. But you know, and because you know, buffing up before but we'd be in these odd places in in, in Hungary. And you know, I'd look over and there's Sean in the in, me in the middle of a sort of muddy forest somewhere trying to do press ups and things like that. I mean as I said in the in the panel, you know, I, I hadn't a clear idea of what I was going to do with Crod, but I remember saying to them, so do you want, do you want me to be physically kind of in check? They're like, yeah, no, we do, we, we want that. And I was like, oh, God, because I knew what that involved. But um, we wanted very much that the character, the joke isn't that he looks like Woody Allen and is trying to be Conan the Barbarian. The, the joke, you know, he should look the part, he should sound the part, and the real comedy comes in the fact that you know, that his team, uh, you know, collectively aren't quite up to the task. But we wanted to present him as a genuine, you know, physical, you know, looking hero. And the comedy comes after that. And so, as a result, it required, you know, um, some, some hitting of the gym and, uh, and, and, as you said, some stunts and some sword play and horse riding and all that stuff. But, but it's all good, fun stuff. It's, it's very enjoyable to me. Now, India, uh, your character is what would you call her exactly? She not, not a slur. No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You somewhat we previously interviewed her about. <laughs> I wouldn't say a sidekick because you sort of share the main kind of spotlight with some of your things. What I've seen. Yeah. Well, she's she's kind of um, she's a pagan warrior, so she has this religious aspect to her, which allows her to use her sexual arsenal and be very sexually free. Uh, but she is also a warrior, you know, she has great combat skills, she does flips, you know, the, I had a gymnastics stunt double, I did some of myself to myself, um, I trained with the guys, I was also hitting the gym, you know, trying to, I mean, I'm a petite girl and, yeah. you know, not really warrior shape, but I gave it a go. Um, yeah, so she's, she's kind of across the board, she's a bit sexy, a bit sassy, but she's tough as nails, she kicks ass. You're every boy's uh, dream girl then. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the fact that... Crud never can really keep hold of her. Yes. He's actually, she would actually be your nightmare, I think, because, you know, once you, I mean, that's part of the design of her character, is to, to create a character that would be 
hell on earth for crowd to fall in love with. Mm -hmm. To fall in love with somebody that beautiful and, and, and that free and that fun and, and exciting, but also the, the realization she's never going to be yours exclusively. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, you know, the part of the, in putting all the threads together this quilt is, you know, is to, to give it a heart, you know, give it a, a relatable heart that this is, this is a guy who's never going to ever get what he really wants. And, uh, and I think that makes him vulnerable and relatable and, and you, can, you can just enjoy it on that level. Now I know it's a shock to some, but you do an American accent instead of your uh, native accent. Yes. Wonderful American accent. Uh, how did that come about? Um, well, it was, it was a debated, when I came on board and uh, the, myself and Peter and Brad sort of started sitting down and talking about what sort of a show we were going to make and, uh, you know, on the page I thought that he would probably be British uh, and then just after a lot of talking and debate, I mean, for one, Comedy Central wanted an American lead um, so that it felt not entirely like a British show, um, but we also just felt that you know, we wanted him to be the typical kind of hero, and I grew up, you know, the people that I consider to be movie heroes are always American. And we just, you very rarely, with the exception of maybe James Bond, you don't think of the British as heroes. You think of them as, you know, making cups of tea or being villains in movies or being kind of sexual or, you know, deviants or something, but you don't think of them as a... Good butlers. Good butlers, exactly. But, you you know, when you think of heroes, you think of Indiana Jones, you think of Flash Gordon, you think of Luke Skywalker, you think of, you know, people like that. And we we wanted to have somebody in that kind of a mold, you know, you're, you know, the kind of typical hero. Now, how many episodes do you have already for season one? Six. Six. Six, mm -hmm. Six shot and, and made. Well, if anything, after would be season two then? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So yeah, it comes on uh, uh, April 9th on Comedy Central. Yeah. And there will, uh, you know, and and probably sometime in July there'll be a DVD. Which in America, uh, the British version is 28 minutes long. The American version is 21 minutes long. The British don't have you know commercials, and uh, and so the the DVD release will be you know a longer version of it with a lot of scenes that that won't be seen over here. Gabriel uh, and hysterical extras. Yeah, yeah. And I heard about a comic book, possibly. Oh. Yes, right. Marvel Comics will be, um, hopefully, um, That's crazy. Turning, turning it into a, a, a comic. As How well. do you feel about becoming comic book? It's, it's all a bit strange at the moment. It's all, it's all very strange. It's, it's a really cool Seeing the graphics thing. today, I mean, we saw a few different graphics, and there were some that there was a definite likeness, and there were some not so much. And mm. the, the ones that we saw today, it's, it's just strange to so, see your costume mm. exactly as it was. The, you know, they, they, so they talk about that where, where they said, and I respected this, that they said, we're not trying to do the, a we're not trying to do Sean's likeness or India's likeness. It, because you want the character in the comic book world to feel like that's crawd, it's not, you know, and well, I, I, res I respected that. Uh, and and they, but but I, knowing that that was their guiding thing, I, to see that, it's a great likeness of you both. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Again, thanks for joining us, and we'll be all Thank sure to watch us. your show on Comedy Central. All right. Thank you very much, please. And that was that. And uh, hey, I think we might be getting Chelsea back. Hi. Hi, Chelsea. Yeah, so uh, previously Chelsea. on Chelsea losing her internet connection. What's, yeah, that was what's, fun. what's happening? <laughs> I don't know. My internet's funny. I've been playing much Xbox Live. Anyway, pros. The island demanded a sacrifice. <laughs> the island demanded a sacrifice. That's right. I, can I just say what happened this week and we can try to go backwards? I mean, sure, sure.
Jin's everyone's alive. Dying. Jin's Woo-hoo. alive. Charlotte's dead. <laughs> Jin met Rousseau in the past and watched her kill her whole team, which was sad. And then he reunited with Sawyer and Locke. Locke got off the island, which we all knew would happen. He committed suicide, which we learned in this episode is what happened. Ben managed to get Sun to come back by showing her Jin's wedding ring, which means that she knows that Jin's alive and is going to come back. All of the Oceanic Six, uh, except for Aaron. Aaron is disappeared somewhere and Kate refuses to talk about it. Um, I'm sure we all have speculation on that. <laughs> and so everyone has come back in one way or another. We don't know how Hurley and Saeed ended up on the plane. Saeed is in handcuffs. But Kate's son and Jack went willingly. Frank Lapidus was their pilot, which is hilarious, because he comes out and looks at all the Oceanic Six and just goes, oh, we're not going to Guam, are we? <laughs> and so the it's Oceanic Six... That he was supposed to... Oh. Yeah, he's supposed to go die, ahead. right? Yeah, he was supposed to die in that first flight, so Destiny yeah. doesn't want to let him go. So Frank was originally supposed to be in the first flight, 815, but instead... He is on 316. So let's hope that Frank doesn't die because it would be very, very sad. And we like Frank. But uh, basically what Miss Hawkins, who is in fact Daniel Faraday's mother and the woman who flashes before your eyes, told them is that the island moves through space and time and that the hatch made from the Dharma that's under her church is... It helps them find where the island will be moving to next. And by using that, she could estimate that the Oceanics had to be on a flight to Guam at a certain point, and they had to mimic the original crash, which means that Locke had to be dead with something from Christian Shepard to mimic his corpse. And everyone else that's supposed to be there had to be there, and then it worked because the Oceanic Six wake up on the island, they look pretty happy about it, and they're greeted by a Dharma van with a man in a Dharma suit, and he is Jin. So, yay! So, so a few things. The she, She's the lady who flashes before your eyes. What's that about? She was from Flashes Before Your Eyes. It's a Desmond episode where he first starts going um, into the past. Right, right. Gotcha. I and she tells him... She was literally flashing before your eyes. No, no. She's from that episode and she told him he can't change the past. So, he freaked out, rightly so. <laughs> Desmond was like, are you all freaking crazy? Why would you go back to the island? The stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're all crazy. And Hawking told him that he, the island is not done with him. And apparently Ben's not done with him because Ben said he had unfinished business and we all know what that means and we don't know what happened to Petty and then he was covered in blood and it's not, it's not a good day. So, so Matt, Matt's not able, able to be with us tonight, but Matt suggested that Ben was covered in blood because he was busy killing Penny. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. but he was injured... So I'd like to believe that Desmond beat the crap out of him. That's what I'd like to believe. He didn't kill Penny! (laughs) I won't believe it until until I see it. I won't believe it. I won't. He didn't look happy or satisfied. So I don't think he did it. I don't think he succeeded. Shut up. Yeah, good point. Speaking of which, um, killing Penny would be a part of my uh, theory that... uh, 
Can I get a drum roll, please? Yeah. For the title of this theory. Go. Oh, fine. My theory is that later. baby Charlie is No, Charlie. you're so stupid. Wait, just listen, just listen. Dude, we've already talked about right. this, but go ahead, go ahead. They have not heard it. Go ahead. So, we know yeah. that, that uh, Desmond named his kid Charlie, right? As After a tribute. Charlie. So, um, pretty much, we know that um, Charlie and Desmond had, like, a sort of friendly relationship on the island, yes? Not like well, a Mr. Friendly relationship, but a friendly <laughs> relationship. <laughs> I see what you did there. If we think, do you remember how the island gave Desmond visions? Oh, God. Crows, just get to the point. Wait, I'm stating all the facts here. Okay. So, Chelsea, simmer down, girl. <laughs> the island gave Desmond it. visions. Who were, who were all the visions about? Charlie. Uh... And what happened was Charlie, during seasons one and two, he was having visions. Who's to say that these visions aren't passed down? We also know that the central theme of the show is fathers uh, and their kids, right? It is one of them, yeah. So you're saying that Charlie might have been adopted? No, yes, and that he yes. thinks that Charlie, Charlie Hume is Charlie. Um, Charlie, we know. That because Penny dies, Desmond has to go back to the island. But what is he to do with baby Charlie? I guess he'll come with. Hmm. We've heard reports bring, so far He is that not going to bring his child to the island. He may not have <laughs> a choice. Didn't that. Do that. May not There's have a no choice. way he's going to bring his child to the island. And what if he does bring the child to the island? How is the child going to get back in the 80s in time enough to get adopted and become Charlie? Wait, 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 wait. wait. We've heard many reports that the island is going to the 70s for a lot of this season. So who's to say that, you know, baby Charlie doesn't get off, you know, late 70s? <laughs> so you're, give, you're, you're give, thinking uh, that he, that baby Charlie was somehow on that plane? He was no, no, he's, he's, he thinks no, 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 that Desmond's going to bring him yeah. with. Oh, okay. He's not going to, he Penny's would not bring die. his child to the island. <laughs> He would sooner bring Charlie to see the magical Leopleridon. He would. He would. He would prefer to give Charlie to his crazy grandfather than bring the child to the island. And see, that was me bringing it. Unless he was. Unless he somehow ended up realizing that Charlie is uh, his son, and somehow had to like just one of those fate things. True. Like he's got to stay. He, you know how much they play up fate that, and stuff. He doesn't exactly believe anything anyone tells him, so why would he believe them if they told him that? Because oh. his whole journey right now is going to be back about gaining his faith in the island. Oh, good luck to that. He never had faith in the island to, to begin with. He was forced into being in, on the island. Desmond's not he was the faith person. The island's Locke biatch. is the faith person. Desmond dropped the soap and, well, he bent over and the island just you know, <laughs> hit him up. Yes, the island did. Poor, poor Desmond. Yeah. I would agree with that. But um, so I guess yeah. next week, I guess next week we see what happened to Locke and why he killed himself. But I don't know. I, I don't know. And then Ben said that he wasn't at the suicide, but I'm pretty sure. Did you see him in the, I thought it, I saw him in the preview that he was with Locke when he killed himself. Yeah, I thought it was Ben. Right, which was like, oh, you didn't know about it, you know, because when he was sitting there on the plane with Jack, he acted, He said, oh, he killed yeah. himself? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but we all know that Ben <laughs> lies better than he tells the truth, so. Apparently. 
The best yeah. part about Ben lying is that uh, Hawking. Mrs. Hawkins, Hawking. yeah, Hawking, uh, calls Ben out on it too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. That was I love that. That was funny when she's when he's like, "Is is he telling the truth?" She's like, "Probably not," <laughs> but it's true. I mean, he's probably not. <laughs> Yep, at all times. Oh, shoot, I wanted to ask you another thing about what you had originally said. Need a rewind on this. So, so any other theories for, for, for next week and the immediate well, future? No, I mean, we're going to see how... Lo- I mean, we know Locke kills himself, but... I, I think can't next week is mainly going to be, like... Next week is going to be more of, like, showing us stuff we already knew is going to happen that was alluded to, but they need to go over and stuff. Yeah, I think you're they right. They actually show it to us. <laughs> Someone had said that, like, this week's episode and next week's episode could technically have been shown either week. Like, they could have, both of them could have been switched or because they went together, I guess. So It seems um, like a lot of these right now could be done in a lot of different orders because, you know, you just kind of have to get the pieces of the puzzle. And, I mean, you know what goes in the blanks, but you still want to watch it all the same. True. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because and, it's just like Locke falling out the window, we knew that. Huh. Yeah, he fell. Wow. He, well, fell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was more interesting than uh, originally described. Falling. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I as far as I can tell, it looks like they're gonna tell the story of what happened to Locke once he got off the island, and I'm not sure if they might. I mean, I'd be interested to see how. The Oceanic Six, how Hurley and Saeed ended up on the plane. So I'm thinking they might tell us that, um, or they might tell us what happened to Aaron, who I assume is with Claire's mother, but don't know. Right, you gotta wonder. There's three different babies, and where the hell are they? Well, hopefully Charlie is with his mother and father and happy, and Ben didn't touch them, and. Jin La, Jin Young, or how how do you say her name? Ji Young. Oh, Ji Young. Yeah. Ji Young. She's with her grandmother, and I I don't know where Charlie. I mean, where Aaron is, but I mean, I'm guessing with Claire's mom, she was in town, but I I don't know what made Kate suddenly change her mind and decide to go. That's weird. Right, and that's he's a whore. Yeah, she is a whore. <laughs> She's gonna, I mean, she's come on, gonna the best get on the episode island. she's ever had. Everyone's hated Kate episodes, and the best episode she's ever had, which was this season, she was hardly in it. Ah, thank the Lord. She's gonna go back to the island and immediately be like, "Oh, why doesn't Sawyer love me anymore?" And then Sawyer's gonna love her again, and then she's gonna go, "Oh, Jack, why don't you love me anymore?" And it's gonna be ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I think you're right. It is gonna be ridiculous, even though I kind of like Kate, but. It's not her fault. The writers just decide that the the triangle needs to go on forever, and it's stupid because it really doesn't. It's like the least favorite part for a lot of people. It really should have been over with by now, and hopefully it'll be... Oh, 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 one thing that just reminded me, um, I was going to say ever since BKV came on the scene, did you see the shout-out in the airport with Hurley? Yes, to... uh, Oh, to Y, the last man. <laughs> he's reading. He's reading the first trade in Spanish. Yeah, of, that yeah, was so awesome. It, to, to make it clear to those who aren't in the know, Brian K. Vaughn is a it was a comic book writer. He currently writes Ex Machina. He's finishing that up for Wildstorm, and he um, wrote a really awesome sixty issue series called Why the Last Man for DC's Vertigo imprint. 
and that finished up about a year and a half ago, something like that. And he also writes for Lost. And he and the point is, he also writes for Lost. And since Lost has st- has stopped sucking, that's his influence. So you can just thank him if you enjoy whoa, whoa, Lost. Whoa, whoa. I wouldn't say Lost has sucked at all. I mean, it the had first, some low the, points, but the third season was crap. Sandwich. I like the third, third season. season. First season, what? I mean, part of the second season was the weak point. A little bit. Was it the second season? A little bit more. When the the, the, the second uh, season was the one. Jack and Kate okay, and, the... and 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 Sawyer in cages. That was, that was the, the, oh, that was the first six uh, episodes. seven episodes. That was crap. Yeah, and then it was over. Anyway, anyway, my point is, I didn't mind that because had they had, had a positive influence. Okay. Now, my my whole point was he has had a po- positive influence, and there's there's a little shout out to his. Uh, yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. Popular. And if you haven't already read it, uh, please, by all means, read. Go you pick should. up the first trade of Why the Last Man. They yeah. have all of the trades now out, so you should. Yeah. All and of it you is can, you can You can buy it cheaply in trades. You can buy individual issues if you like individual issues. Um, and uh, Or they have, uh, didn't they start with an absolute edition? I believe there's uh, a hardcover of some sort, whether it's absolute. Maybe, yeah. Um, in any case. Uh, it's a It's a great theory. Right. But um, yeah. So I don't know. The this was a really good episode. It's kind of I really I mean from the beginning when the first scene is that the Oceanic Six. I'm sorry. I'm gonna call the Oceanic Six, although they're technically the Oceanic Five. Um, Jack, Hurley, and Kate wake up on the island, and it was so funny to see them all kind of excited. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to you know. <laughs> horrified and terrified they were all like yeah we're back <laughs> <laughs> they woke up what they woke up on christmas and there they were yeah it was a little weird but also awesome but i really kind of wish the monster would come out right then and be like rah <laughs> you were you're glad to be here i'm going to change that <laughs> Yeah, well, it was nice that they that they went and and did the little echo of the of the first scene of the first season. And, yeah, uh, that was know, pretty with, cool. With Jack and you know, I was really hoping that they didn't just plug him back into himself or something. Did do something weird like that? I was really afraid yeah. for a moment. No, that would have been that would have been harder for them just because they would have had to deal with all like the first season. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that the Dharma van looks pretty new. And the Dharma are obviously around, so they clearly landed on the island when the Dharma was still around. Jin was in a suit, so it must be like, what, 15, 20 years ago? 10, 20 years ago? Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, so that's, that'll be interesting. I guess they're all stuck, but does, does that actually mean that they are officially stuck now? Because the island was supposed to stop moving when they got there. Oh, and so, so maybe they are in the 70s, so maybe it's, maybe it's 30 years ago. Yeah, maybe they're gonna be stuck there for a while. I don't know. The the word on the street, spoiler alert, who doesn't want to be spoiled? <laughs> we all want to be spoiled. Anyone listening to this wants to be spoiled. Uh spoiler alert is that somehow Sawyer gets left in the seventies and everyone else gets out of the seventies. What? I don't know how it's gonna happen. That is the word on the street and apparently Juliet might be left with him, which is how they might end up as a couple. I don't know. What? I don't like a Juliet Sawyer couple. I would rather have 
oh. Sawyer and Kate be a couple, and oh, shut Juliet up. and Jack just be She bitter. doesn't deserve my Sawyer. <laughs> She's hurt him too much. I heard that he gets left in the 70s, and then the people from Life on Mars shoot him in the face. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> seen the, uh, the ABC you. version of that, and if it's any better than uh, the British version, I've been watching it. I've I've never seen the British version. I understand it's awesome. I was talking with some people. Big shout out here to the folks at Geek Syndicate, Barry and Dave. They uh, I was on their boards, um, or at least on their Facebook. I don't remember which, and they were telling me that the British version was awesome. I should see it at some point. So I think I'm probably going to wait until this series is over and then check it out. Have you watched? That so far, Dick. Which one, the new one? The, the new one or the or the British one? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of the British one, which is pretty good, but I didn't have much any of the American one. I, don't know, I haven't really had a whole lot of time. I've seen. TVN, I've seen both versions, and to be honest, I still like the British version better than the American version. But the sequel to the British version, Ashes to Ashes, mm-hmm. sucks bad. Like, oh, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, really? I, I read all about it on. Um... Uh, on on Wikipedia when I first heard about it. Well, the original star to Life on Mars, on that if you're a Doctor Who fan, is mm. John Sims. I am so. Otherwise not. known as the Master. I don't know who the Master is yet. Oh dear God! I know. I'm behind. I. You know what? Uh, Matt lent me Fail. his his, uh, his series one of the of the contemporary version of Doctor Who, and uh, and I watched that. It doesn't get good until the final disc. <laughs> yeah, it really. I, I I went back and actually, like I just bought the 360 this weekend uh, to because Crows has my old one, and I got the uh, Netflix streaming and they actually have seasons one through three on Netflix available for the uh, streaming, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that does sound cool. Um, so I so I threw that up this weekend while I was just doing shit, playing WoW and kicking around my. Now, room. now do you have to pay for that on on Xbox Live? Uh, it's pretty much, you get, like, a Netflix subscription that has the, uh, instant streaming, and then you just oh. link it to your Xbox account. Right, right, I get it now. Okay, yeah, I used to have Netflix, but then with, with Comics Online, we get so much stuff, I just can't, I, you know, I canceled it. But yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, for me, I just got it, but anyway, like, so I was watching Series 1 this weekend, and I was just like, this isn't really that great. <laughs> Like I found myself sk- like I found myself watching like ten minutes of an episode being being like yeah I'm bored next episode. <laughs> Wait really? I thought season two sucked. Because season two okay. kind of sucked. Season no, one had you know, great episodes like the Doctor dances and. Uh, oh no no no! I'm saying like there Father's are Day. there are a few really bad stinkers in that. But season three, I think from like maybe right after the Dalek episode from that episode like the Dalek episodes in the middle which is like the Daleks in Manhattan. From the middle of that season to the end, it's just pure gold. Uh, what about that uh, spaceship like... episode? You know, where they had to answer the questions to get the ship, and it was going into the sun. That was crap. Oh, 42? <laughs> oh, 40... Yeah, 42. Was like... The 24 uh, ripoff episode. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, other than that episode, like, I mean, it's not that bad of an episode. But other than that, everything else is just brilliant. <laughs> Hi, Jess. Hi. <laughs> I like Torchwood. <laughs> well, I you know I liked when I the uh, in in series one 
of uh, of the contemporary Doctor Who. I, I once once uh, Captain Jack came in, or actually the I think it was the episode before that. I think it was that Father's Day episode um, mm. when it it finally started getting good. Because before that, I was just like, oh my god, I would fall asleep. I would literally fall asleep on it every time. I mean, I was like, oh, this is so dull, and Rose is so annoying, and her boyfriend is ten times as, as annoying as she is. And her mother needs to get slapped. And uh, Mickey yeah. actually gets a lot better and a lot cooler. I, well, yeah, and, and at the very end, he seems all right. I, you know, he's he's not so lame. Or at the very end of that season, and then I haven't watched any of the of the David Tennant ones. I do like Captain Jack. He's cool. I I like Torchwood. I can't stand Doctor Who. I tried. Sorry. Yeah. You <laughs> not know, my cup of tea. Back in uh, Comic Con. 2008 crows interviewed those two guys and if you want to listen to those they're real short here they are hi i'm crows with comics online and i'm with john barrowman uh say hi how are you yeah, pretty good today uh, yeah sorry um, so, uh, the captain jack character has evolved a lot over the past two years being introduced to torchwood uh how do you feel about that uh I think it's great, and uh, you know, part of the whole thing with uh, uh, that I love about series, tele- you know, serial television and, and uh, a series is that the character develops and changes all the time. So that's what's really interesting for me. Are uh, are you looking forward to what's coming up with uh, Jack? Do you know what's? I I do know what's going to happen, but I can't tell you. And not uh, even a hint. Not even a hint. Okay. You know, but you will find out a lot more about him in series three. A lot more. Do you know if Jack will be returning to? Uh, Doctor Who? Uh, as far as I know, Jack is finished in Doctor Who because okay. Russell T. Davies now is no longer the head writer and Stephen Moffat has taken over. Now, Stephen, who was one of the original creators of Captain Jack yeah. and the first story he was ever in, um, I, if Stephen writes Captain Jack back into the next series, I am always happy to go in and help out the Doctor no matter what he looks like. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice. nice talking to you. Thank you. Yeah. This is Crows from Comics Online, and I'm here with uh, Gareth David Lloyd. Yeah, Gareth David Lloyd. Yeah, keep forgetting the last name. Uh, so you've been on Torchwood for two seasons now. How is it? Awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel lucky to still be there after this all the, uh, the loss of two of the main team members. I mean, uh, originally it started as quite a small character. Uh, quite a mysterious character and um, the way the way it's sort of grown developed and the pace that it has has been you know, really really thr- thrilling to play and uh, really flattering flattering as an actor but to be charged with that responsibility plays such an interesting role are we going to see you take more of a leading role now that uh, both Tosh and Owen are gone in season three well um, you know Yando started off as uh, a cast number five in, in the in the first series, so it would be nice if uh, I'm now bumped up to cast number three for the uh, for the next. So hopefully this can be you know a bit more of his background, a bit more of his home life, uh, and a bit, uh, a bit more of the mystery sort of unveiled. Were you happy to be working in the Doctor Who episode Journey's End and the previous one? Absolutely, yeah, no, yeah. It was, it was a great thrill. I mean, I've uh, I've been familiar with Doctor Who from when I was very young. I, I was uh, a keen watcher of the Sylvester McCoy uh, episodes when I, when I was a little, when I was a little boy, and uh, to, to be able to be a part of it now when it's being relaunched with such, with such uh, zeal by Russell T Davis is. is uh, 
it was great to be able to stand there and shoot a machine gun at a Dalek. So again, thank you for your time. No problem, an honor. Okay, and now we're back. <laughs> I, just, I just thought I'd throw those in because we never used them. That's fine. Why not? We never used um, them, and so yeah, that was uh, also um, Cat, was Captain Jack and Ayanto. Yep, and, and then uh, at uh, New York Comic Con, I got to go to the Torchwood panel with Gwen was there. Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah, that. and we 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 have that as well. How, is that really long? That uh, that audio of the panel. Uh, is forty-five it, minutes. Do you have do you have the whole yeah, panel? Yeah, it's long. Okay, well, we're not going to insert that here, but we might post it elsewhere. Yeah, cool. I like Torchwood. But I, you know, I don't like Who, and I didn't like Life on Mars, although I do love the soundtrack for Life on Mars. It is awesome. <laughs> what the, I uh, know. I'll, I'll, I'll see the first few minutes, because, you know, it's right after Lost. Uh, I'm like, whoa, this is great music. It reminds me of Life that way. Life has great music, too. Yeah, it definitely does. The guys from Geek Syndicate were saying that the American version didn't ring true to them as being representative of the 70s, you know, that the uh, the British one really felt real to them, really felt realistic. And I, you know, I looking at, I as a child of the 70s, looking at, wow. uh, you know, and obviously I'm, I'm from San Diego, not from New York City, so maybe it's not as, as true as it should be, but, but to me I was like, wow, you know, all the... Uh, the the clothing and the and the music and the I mean and some of it is very TV-ified, but um, yeah, of course it is. Uh, but you know, and the the sets, you know, they I just feel like they've done a really great job of, of being as true as they could possibly be. Yeah, I can imagine that they wouldn't be. I mean, I I'm sure the people that write for the show lived in the seventies. <laughs> right. Or at least one of them did, so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. And, you know, probably most of the cast being over at least 30 probably did as well. So right. I, I'm not sure what they meant by that, but <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I know. I wasn't alive in the 70s. <laughs> nope. All these guys, Chelsea and Crows and Dicks, they're all just youngsters. Yeah, we were not. We are children of the 80s. We were not alive in the 70s. But, right. yeah. Other shows that are not terrible, like Heroes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, just a quick pause on Heroes. I think I'm noticing a pattern here with Heroes. It's oh, really? not suck, suck, not suck, suck. <laughs> and so, suck, um, suck, so then next, not suck. And so next week will suck. So I, I might just skip next week. Yeah, the people I know that actually watch that show, they're like, goes it fluctuates so much that like the good episodes make it worth it, and then the bad episodes make it go on quitting. Yeah, yeah, like the you know I, they were they were going to, they were crashing the plane the the one where they where they were where Claire is crashing the plane. Crashing I was like, yeah, a plane. This is- this is going to be awesome. This is, you know, they're going to go and totally rip off Lost and, you know, they're going to be all off on some desert island or whatever for a while and they're going to be on the on the run or doing some survival thing or whatever it is they're going to be doing. And yet, no, it was a complete just disaster the next one. And, and then, of like, course... Like, none of them got hurt. I mean, honestly, what is the excuse for none of, like, everyone dying except for the main characters? Come on! Well, see, uh, the deleted scene was when Claire was putting their, her blood on them. Well, that's fine. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense then. All right. Yeah. Well, why would she put her blood on them and not anyone else? 
because she's, uh, you know, elitist like Selfish. That. Yeah, she's selfish. I don't, I don't know you. I'm not going to save your life. Right. <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, what's her name? Hayden. They're no longer dating. That's the same. The guy that plays Peter. the really, really whiny one. Yeah, Peter. Uh-huh. The two of them are no longer dating. Oh, that's a shame. I wouldn't have put up with her this long. <laughs> But she apparently has a thing for older men because she was seen with Gerald, Gerard Butler, who's 39. I don't remember who who that is. Gerard Butler? He was in 300, man. Oh, the main dude? Yes. He was yeah. Leonidas. He was oh. Leonidas. That's... That's kind of that's kind of creepy distance in age, much like Chelsea and I were talking before we got on this when we were chatting during Grey's, Grey's Anatomy, Anatomy. <laughs> and and I was saying how Grey Junior is potty and uh, and she was like, oh my God, you're a pedophile, Grey Junior. No, is like I wasn't saying you're a pedophile. I'm saying Mark, who's in his forties, is a pedophile. Oh, I see. Yeah, wow. you're not a pedophile. She is a lovely girl, and she is over 18. But when she's standing next to Mark, she <laughs> looks like she's 12. It's terrifying. <laughs> Every time I see them together, I'm just like, he could be her. Ch- he could be her father. It's unnerving. It might, you know, hey, whatever. It's not like it never happens. It just it. It just it distracts me from liking them as a couple because I keep looking at him and thinking he's about to pat her on the head and give her a lollipop. Like it's weird. I'll pat her on the head and give her a lollipop. <laughs> uh, you you just that. set it up and I'll just I knock did. it down. <laughs> oh god! But he better be careful because she breaks uh, lollipops. Quote quote. <laughs> oh no! Apparently, I've missed plenty of episodes in this season. Oh really? Yeah, she broke his uh, she broke his penis. For those that don't know. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Wait, what she, show? What? This is Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> she was. Whoa. They were having rough, awkward, I guess, sex in a weird position, and that she broke his penis. His penis broke. I mean, the <gasps> bone. The bone broke. I'm sorry. There, the bone broke. There's no. There's no bone, but I imagine you could rupture some. No, it it was there is something. I don't know exactly what it is, but. Probably tore like the ligaments or tendons or whatever. Tore something, or it was bad. (laughs) That's wow. Yeah, yeah, it it looked pretty, pretty bad. It looked bad. What were they showing? He he looked very, very, very much in pain, and I'm sure the actor was just imagining what, what that would feel like. Oh. This isn't the first time I've seen it though, because the Drew Carey show did that. Really. The very first time he had sex with Kate, yeah. the girl yeah, of his dreams, he, broke, he fell off oh, the bed and broke his That show uh, was not interesting at all to me, so okay. I know. It, I just remember that really well. <laughs> that he fell off the bed when he was having sex with the girl of his dreams for the first time, and he broke his penis. So that happened to uh, Mark Sloan on Scary's Anatomy. Sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and so Chelsea also wants uh, Izzy to die. I do. I want Izzy. I want Izzy to die so much. Like I pray for it. You know, and I, I, I've loved Izzy ever since she she lived in Roswell and had powers. Yeah, but that's because she's attractive, not because she's a good character or a good but actor. She's, but she's nice and stuff. She's not nice. She's a whore. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. She's a whore. All right. Never mind. <laughs> she's. 
up as married man. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, and you know, like my... fell in love with a patient after two months and dumped Alex and then got engaged to him and then he died and she stole a heart from him, which is terrible. <laughs> and she's a crazy person. Yeah. Julia keeps reminding me of that. That, yeah, that I mean, every time you, I say, "Oh, but I love Izzy," she's like, "She's like, are you crazy?" She's. You if know. you look at her track record, you'll remember that she's a freaking psychopath. She might be pretty, but if you ever actually dated her, you'd be like, "Wow, she's a little, she's a little nuts." I don't know what she's gonna do. And she's a little tall for me. She's like six one or something like that. Yeah, she's like five eleven. She's pretty tall. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I I hate Izzy. And I'm glad she's sick, and I hope Denny comes back and takes her away, and she never returns. And either of them. And, uh, you know, I could, you know, I could do a make-out scene with her just about any time. <laughs> well, she was making out and having sex with a dead guy for three weeks, so... Nice. It could happen. Nice. Yeah, so obviously low, uh, you know... <laughs> self-esteem she'll you know she'll you know it's one thing to have hallucinations because you're dying it's another thing to have sex with those hallucinations like that's (laughs) that's like a level of that's a level of bad and also she's a doctor you're having sex with a dead man how why did it take you this long to figure it out uh yeah so, Sorry, Chris and Chris and Dix, you don't. You, trust me, you don't need to know. Yeah, D- D- Dix is uh, AFK for the moment, but yeah. Sorry for the sorry for the diversion. Sorry for the grace and yeah. So last time we podcasted, we were talking about Burn Notice, and I had never seen it yet. Oh. Oh well, yes, Burn Notice. Yeah. So I was going to get a birthday cake in Costco, and there it was—the only copy staring up at me, saying, "Buy me, buy me." And I said, no, I can't buy you. I do comics online. I get all my stuff for free. And you came out a year ago or something. And it said, fuck off. I'm jumping in your uh, in your cart. And, you know, and so I had to buy it. And I watched the first three discs out of four. And it is not as awesome as I had hoped. It's kind of USA-ish. You know, well, it's not yeah, Silk it's Stockings. it's on USA. It's, well, if you like Psych, then you'll like this. I, Not everyone likes Psych, Crows. I I, I can I, I've watched two episodes of Psych and it's great fluff, um, but I don't really care one way. I mean, if it's on and I have absolutely nothing to watch on my DVRs and I really want to uh, watch it, then I will. But uh, yeah, I don't really care. But but Burn Notice was it was worth watching all in a row, um, and. It's a cute show. It's not for a musty for me. Like I don't, I don't scramble to watch it, but I do tape it and I do enjoy it when I watch it. Yeah, it's gone I a just, lot better know. with season two. Yeah. So, uh, so everybody, <laughs> say say hi to Matt. Hi, Matt. They say hi, Matt. Matt sucks. They... Hi, Matt. Wait, no, I'm Matt. Hi, people. <laughs> this is this is Matt via speakerphone on the uh, on the podcast. Matt won't be able to hear you, but uh, you can hear him. Well, what's the fun in that? And there you go. So we'll call you back after a while, Matt, unless you had something specific that you needed. Uh, just to remind everyone that Spectacular Spider-Man premiere is coming up soon in March. Wow. Yay. We love Spectacular sounds... Spider-Man, and Spectacular Spider-Man loves us. Isn't that right, Matt? Yes, and also to tell you guys that Kevin Altieri, who is the uh, former director from uh, Batman the Animated Series, who's currently working on Spectacular Spider-Man, We'll be doing an audio interview, which will be on our next podcast. 
Yay. Anyway, okay, go back to your podcast. All right, bye, Matt. Hello, hello, Internet. Bye, Internet. And that was Matt. Okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, so I uh, I liked it. I, I really want it to be the same. I, I kind of want it to be the Sam show. Uh, I want yeah, but see, that's, this is the thing about side characters like Sam, um, because this is also like a problem, let's say, for How I Met Your Mother, because Barney's so... Like, Barney's the best awesome. Character. Just the best character in that show. However, people like Barney and Sam thrive on being side characters. If they, the show is about them, it, it would not work as much. I know you think it would, but oh, that's no, because... Oh, no, I think you're completely right. I just want to see more of them. And so that's right, the whole reason why I'm watching the show for the, for, the, for the side stories with... with, uh, with I, I like Sam a lot. I would like a lot to see a lot more of him. Yeah, and I think um, probably as much I as mean, I like to see... Uh, <laughs> what? I'm... Joking. I miss, I, I missed the joke. No. Anyway, so I um <laughs> I, I what I was saying was as much as I really like the fact that she likes to show off her boobs. What? You know the girl in in Burn Notice. Gabrielle. Yeah, I mean she's just trying to. I mean every episode it's like hello, you know. Geez. Well, I mean she's not doing. <laughs> the character is. Okay, the character. Yeah, well, she is. She does use her sexuality as a weapon well i mean she is just like i mean the 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 costumers there just hey yeah. high five to the costumers on B- burn notice thanks a lot for that but you know i i don't like the character i mean i don't know anything about the actress i don't know what she's been in before she might be great i don't really like the character um i hope she dies <laughs> <laughs> oh well she's not gonna anytime soon, i don't think maybe. so because she's you know she's she's very integral to their little triumvirate of uh uh, mission doing joy, but uh, but still, I think the problem with Fiona um, is that she just has no existence outside of Michael, and yeah, it's, it's it's so when you only see her surrounding Michael, about Michael, something like that. I mean, she does come off as a like psychotic ex girlfriend that will never ever go away. Right. But I mean, she also. Is if you think about like what she does, she's IRA IRA agent. She's like, she's got a whole background and a whole life outside of him, although it doesn't seem that way. And I think that it, I think that if we knew her more as an individual, she her, like the more obnoxious things about her will be more either understandable or tolerable. But because she's such a two dimensional surrounding Michael's life only character. It makes it really hard not to just want to smack her in the face. For sure. Uh, Although in season two of Burn Notice, she gets a lot better. And also in season two of Burn Notice, we get a lot of sci-fi actors showing up. Like, Mm. for one, we have uh, Trisha Heifer from uh, Battlestar that shows up. Nice. Oh, you and know, we just, also have Michael Shanks that also shows oh, up. Oh, yeah, that from, was uh, weird. Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's been a lot of cool th- people showing up. Uh, the uh, the major from uh, from Jericho showed up uh, just in the, the second to the last episode that I saw. Mm. And Lucy Lawless shows up. And Lucy Lawless in the very last episode that I saw. Um, mm-hmm. So. So uh, yeah, it's it's they've they've done a good job at uh, keeping the uh, keeping the guest stars rolling through. Oh, what what I wanted to say, what, uh, what I forgot to say earlier about Battlestar Galactica, we did get one thing, one little bit of information to be added to the podcast, and and this is from Rob Bartolotta, 
from uh, out there in the D.C. area. He says they're all Cylons. Your thoughts? <laughs> no. Mm. No. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would probably be kind of up Chelsea, there along the lines of you like Dallas's show, show. Just quiet. I think that would be awesome. I'm two seasons in, and that would make me like the show a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> if they're all just angry about each other, and then they all finally real, they come to the realization, oh wait, son of a bitch, we're all Cylons. Yeah, that would be great. I think they should do it. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, so there you go, Rob. You get our uh, seal of approval on your theory. We hope it happens. Well, no, Crows doesn't, but he doesn't count. Yeah, Crows. Well, but you know, that's that. That's two out of four of us at the at the very least. So, yeah. I don't know, Dix. Do you have any any thoughts? Isn't the song two out of three ain't bad? Not two out of four. Dixon. About what? Do you think it would be cool if everyone on BSG ends up to be a Cylon? Everyone. I was saying it's kind of like a cop-out ending almost. Oh, okay. So I guess we're split. Yes. I don't know. I'm just like, it'd be kind of interesting, but also at the same time, it's kind of just like, yeah, no. Because that just totally eliminates, like, the uh, just the whole horrible parts of humanity, like Zarek and Gaeta. Well, another thing is, too, like, I'm... if you think about it, then it's just kind of like the whole series has been about, like, the, the contrast between, like, at least since we know about the the human replicators, like, or not, or, wow, Stargate right there, holy crap. Anyway, the human Cylons, and, uh, I don't know, the differences between the two, and then all of a sudden to have them be the same, and just be like, yeah, about that. <laughs> we were the same the whole time. Right. Does anybody think that there's going to be some time travel introduced? God, I hope not. I just, I fear that there will be. I don't see any other so. way for it to work out. I really hope not, but, you know, whatever. I haven't seen the last couple episodes anyway, so I'm kind of a little behind it anyway. I just figure, you know, how did they come from, get to Earth, come from Earth? How did all that work? It seems like, oh, there's going to be some horrible time travel right at the end. And the whole reason why you we, we might uh, uh, never want to see them again because there it's there's just a huge cop-out at the end. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Well, uh, Starbucks actor uh, Katie has said that she was unhappy with how it ends. Oh, really? Yes. I thought she said she was fine with it. <laughs> probably cop out ending. If she, if someone's saying like that, probably a cop out. When did she well, say that? Well, that's what uh, LK was saying. That uh, well, she said it in an uh, interview uh, a while back. Oh, okay. Because well, I remember in the New York Comic Con, San Diego. Um, everyone said that they were fine with the way their character... Well, maybe she was... Yeah, yeah, no, but this character. was before that. Oh, okay. In New York or San Diego? No, this, that, what San I was Diego. talking about was San Diego. Okay. They had asked if yeah, all Yeah, she of them could have satisfied. been made to change her mind. No, I mean, maybe, maybe it was just the question was... <laughs> the question was not if they were satisfied with the way the show ended, but how their character ended. Maybe she was okay with the way her character ended, but not right. the show. Yeah, what she said, the show in general, she just was like, yeah. yeah. And that would make sense. That wouldn't be a, a contradiction or change of mind. It just remains. True, true. Gotcha. So um, I, I guess really we, we can't end uh, our, our TV discussion without talking about uh, the, uh, the highly anticipated return of uh, Joss Whedon. Uh, yeah. Mm. Anybody seen it? 
Besides yes, me? Yes. It's, this is Wait. a very difficult question. Ah, uh, yes. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Here's what I think happened. It's the bank job all over again. Mm-hmm. You think? I agree. I agree completely the with you. The train job? Um, this is, it's a mm-hmm. Firefly reference. Oh, the train job, yeah. That, uh, a- they made Joss rewrite the, uh, script, even though he says it's all his idea. Which, by the way, we have an interview with him, don't we, Kevin? We do have an interview with Joss, Yay. and the audio is ridiculously horrible and will make your ears bleed, but we will publish it on a, on a separate <laughs> podcast. In fact, we're gonna, we're gonna go and publish No, that. no, no, I gave you the good audio version. No, the audio is shit on both of those. So you might have to resend me one that, where you've edited out. Just just send me audio. If you can split split the video off of it, just send me audio of uh okay. that, that's that's cleaned up and had that, that shrill thing taken out. Mm-hmm. Um basically there was uh some cell phone interference with the with the microphone. And so you're getting that eh, the whole time and it's just like, Oh, it's horrible. But anyway, I had we'll, oh crikey. I had um I had spoken at New York Comic Con before um Thursday before like it really started. Um, I was speaking with somebody from TV Guide, and they had already seen Dollhouse at that point, and they said their concern was is that they felt that Fox was pulling back the things that made Joss unique to make him more mainstream, at least for the first few episodes, because there were, I mean, if you watch that show, you wouldn't necessarily know it was Joss Whedon. I mean, there's nothing... There's none of his humor, his dark little like subtle digging. There's like it's it, it just would not feel like a Joss Whedon show if you didn't know he was part I of it. I completely agree with it. It it feels more like a Burn Notice or a uh, Fast Lane. Yeah, or well, or in my, uh, even when a I inter- or well, I dude, that's just mean. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's just okay. uncalled for. But when I interviewed him, I actually asked the question if uh, that we've seen the show as really dark so far and none of his trademark humor that's normally in his shows. Uh, will we be seeing that? And he's like, oh, yes, it's definitely in there. He's just like, it's not in the first episode. Right. And I'm like, oh. That's right. We've, we've got a bunch of audio and video coming from New York Comic Con still. Still to come, we're going to be publishing that on the site. Whether it's a podcast or not, I'm not sure. I'm sure a lot of the audio, if not all of the audio, will be incorporated into podcasts. But... Um, the video will certainly go up, and in fact, in our uh, roundtable interview with Bruce Tim from the new Wonder Woman, when of course everything DC animated, but specifically the more, the new Wonder Woman thing, you can see Chelsea in the background screwing around. What? <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was messing around. <laughs> <laughs> so with if you the, see a girl a in a purple top and a Wonder Woman tiara with glasses uh, standing behind Bruce Tim, just uh, you know, goofing off. That's Chelsea, and you can. That wave. would be me. I they gave me the tiara because I was at the moment when I first came in. I was the only girl for the first, I don't know, like fifteen minutes. I was the only girl in the room. So uh, Tiffany, who's the Warner Brothers person, gave me a tiara to wear, and I wore it the whole night. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, I thought, it, I thought it was awesome. Gary for some reason. It was you got that from Tiffany. No, yeah, I got from her. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome, and um, there's Tim, and everyone was like, "That's awesome." <laughs> like, I, are you I wear only wish we had gotten more. Yeah, and if you want to see uh, Chelsea uh, in her tiara, you can always go to. Uh, uh, go get, jump on YouTube and check out all the bazillion Kiwi Box interviews. Yeah, she does, if you which... want to. Cause I, it, I mean, I would never do it myself, but <laughs> feel, feel free. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, 
I don't like watching myself on video or listening to myself on podcast, so that's why I'm saying it, not because they're not good interviews, because they are. Did you actually listen to any of the, the Comics Online podcast yet? I have not. Oh, <laughs> I told you I would, I promise. Oh. I guys, I know it's good. I Like I said, I don't like listening to myself. I am shocked when people are capable of it. Yeah, I just want critiques of the production value as far as the, um, you know, the music and the, you know, all the extra stuff that I put into it besides us, you know, talking. Yeah, that's okay. I will, I promise. I told you I would. Okay, good. I will, I will. What about you guys, pros and dicks? Uh, I've listened to a few back in the day, like, but then again, this is like back in like April before I went to uh, basic training. Oh, right, yeah, that was before there was anything on them. Yeah, I, I, they're completely redone, and they have music and everything. They, they actually sound not crappy. All right, well, I haven't listened to them since then, so I'm going to have to check them out. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we can assume that Chris is not. Okay, so, sorry. Back no, no, I'm here. I'm just, like, trying to, you know, figure out what comics online is. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, Dollhouse. Is it two words, or is it one word? Oh, dude. You and Carl and Andy, I swear to God. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, some people can't that. spell it right. Anyhow, yes. There's a, I sent out an email recently saying, hey, people, will you get with it and spell it right? You know, with the when capitalized correctly with the capital C, capital O, all together, no hyphens, just one word. But can't they just look on the website? It has it right think, there. You would think the people who actually have been doing reviews have been doing reporting for us for, you know, most people have been around for at least a year, you know, would actually know what's up, but no. <laughs> so I, I sent a snotty email out to everyone. So I apologize. I love you all, but uh, spell it right. <laughs> spell you love it me, right. Kevin? We He's have something lying. special. He hates you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I was getting so oh, excited, too. Sad. Yes, I love how the only review I ever... We're talking about Dollhouse. Oh, whatever. Dollhouse is going to be okay, maybe, in a few episodes. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's got got Tomo and it's got my uh, my secret girlfriend. Eliza? Yeah, it's a secret to her, so if if, if, if you see her, don't tell her that she's my girlfriend, because she doesn't know about it. And Amy Acker was on it, too, which was... I mean, I I knew she was, but when I saw her, I still was startled. I, mean, I, guess. I was like, ah, Fred with scars. What? Is she going on? actually looks like a lot like her. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tomo, Tomo was uh, surprisingly attractive. <laughs> Why would you think otherwise? I don't know. That as I, I so far in the two seasons of BSG I've seen, I find him very unattractive. Really, Julia but, thinks that she that he's like her favorite. In fact, she he he was her favorite to be the the final Cylon. Oh no, that wouldn't have worked. He wasn't a big enough. I mean, he wouldn't have been a wow. There's too I many of them are Cylons. In that he's such a <laughs> he's completely a good person the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I like his character. I just never found him attractive, and then I saw him on Dallas. I'm like, wow, okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, whatever. <laughs> I mean, this is also season two. I guess by the time, maybe in a few years on BSG, he seems more attractive too. I, I don't know. But in the beginning season, I just didn't see anything appealing in him. But Right on. Yeah. What so, can I say? 
So, folks, what about uh, what about movies? What about things that have come out in either in the theaters or or on DVD and Blu-ray lately? I, I actually uh, actually I got to complain about Blu-ray. Oh, you go first. oh yeah, let's let's oh, let do that. go Thank on you. his rant. Please. <laughs> That's right. So this is gonna be like I used to do this thing. I don't know. I did like one two episodes where I just rant about random crap that pisses me off. But I don't know. Recently, like, I'm going to be one of the new viewers for some Blu-ray discs for the website coming up soon. Uh, I just bought a Blu-ray drive for my laptop. Um, however, I was unable to flash the firmware on it. I spent three hours last night trying to do that. To upgrade it to watch some of the new blue, newer Blu-ray discs out there that have the newer technology. Because without it, you can't play certain DV, like Blu-ray discs. Unless you update your uh, your hardware, I just don't think Blu-ray will ever catch on as a fully legitimate format with this pro- with this kind of thing issue. Like people won't like people who don't know much about technology will have such a hard time if they go go buy a Blu-ray disc and their player's older, and all of a sudden their disc won't play just because their stuff's outdated. I, I never had this problem. There's never this, there was never a problem with DVD. Like it was one of those things you could use a DVD player from the beginning of the, like if you could read. Blu-ray is probably the only thing that would probably screw up older DVD players. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You've got to uh, you, you've got to have some sort of technical understanding, or you've got to at least read the instructions. With the DVD, you can just plug it in, and uh, you know you 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 plug the output on your DVD into the input on your TV, and you're good to go. You plug it into the power, plug and put play. in the disc, and you're good to go. You don't need to know anything. But with a uh, with a Blu-ray, you have to put it on the internet. There's no maybe. You have to put it on the internet. No, and if you, not, if you haven't done it, you're actually, not doing it right. Well, you can actually order disc. You can like go to the company and like get a disc sent to you with the firmware flash, which is like, in my opinion, absolutely ridiculous that you need to actually update that kind of stuff in the first place. But that's the thing. It's it's an evolving uh, media, and uh, that's that's the whole big deal about blu-ray is because is it's it's left open it's left undone uh if you will but then why not just why not switch to just regular just d- pure digital distribution well because because uh content uh owners content providers aren't comfortable with that uh generally it's speaking just, it's not just the discs that i sent reviewing which will be the uh, pink panther mm-hmm. the original with uh david niven and peter Sellers, which should be good. Oh, is that what you what they gave you? I thought it was a Steve Martin one. No, it's the original Pink Panther. Yeah, they they sent us those. Uh, what is that? Fox? Is that a Fox one or a Sony one? Uh, uh, MGM. Fox MGM. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Fox. Um, they they sent it. They they sent it to us. Uh, we didn't we didn't ask for it, but we said, hey, you know what? We didn't ask for either of these, but Dix can but, do it. However, actually, though, in the in the actual uh, box itself for the Blu-rays, it actually says. This might not work with your old Blu-ray player. You might need to update your firmware. And yeah, most Blu-rays say that. Like do it. Yeah, the uh, yeah, it had a little insert inside the box itself mm-hmm. that says that. But um, another thing is like, so I got that one in Igor, which is that animated film. Uh, John Cusack. Well, let me look at the box real quick. John Cusack, Molly Shannon, Jay Leno, and John Cleese all do voices for it. It's an animated film right from last year. So uh, yeah, so both of those just came out on on Blu-ray, and uh, once uh, Dix gets his blue together, then uh, then we'll have those up on Comics Online along along with everything else that we always do. It's not just those two that didn't work. I just ordered the uh, for myself. I ordered the uh, Volume Two of the uh, James Bond Blu-ray 
disc collections. Nice. Yeah, we reviewed those not eyes too long on, ago. For your eyes only from Rush with Love and Thunderball in this set. And I was looking forward to watching it, and it doesn't work. Right. Yeah, I had to upgrade my uh, my PS3 when I when those first uh, when we those first arrived, and you know, and that's but, the thing. If you, yeah. I always tell everybody if you don't if you're uh, tech savvy if, if you're not tech savvy, buy the PS3. I don't care if you never play video games. I did not buy the PS3 to to play video games. Um, I mean, I have video games now, but that was not the point. Um, I bought it as a Blu-ray player because it is the best Blu-ray player. It is an up-converting DVD player, um, and it does it well, and it's easy to upgrade. It's got, is that it's, why it's so damn expensive? Yeah, that's why it's so damn expensive. And it's, it's, it, 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 up, it upgrades wireless. You, know, you, you, you you, it's got a wireless uh, adapter built in, so if you've got a wireless router in your house or your neighbor does, uh, you can just you can <laughs> you can download. Not that we condone any such things. This yeah, may, almost uh, online does not condone the usage of piggybacking off other people's internet. Right. Why is that illegal? That we it, are it, not it nomad. That that's illegal. Or because you're not uh, paying. You're not paying for it. But your neighbor is, and they're paying for it. And they're just too stupid to lock it down. Yeah. Anyway, um, I mine's locked down. I wish uh, mine didn't never used to be, but but mine's locked down anymore. Um. But anyway, PS3, awesome. Easy, awesome. Um, and yes, Chelsea, it is expensive. However, you yes, should buy it. Is. Very expensive. If I get the money. But I'll, I'll tell you this, though. Top Gun looks great in Blu-ray. Dude, I, uh, no kidding. That was one of my favorite Blu-rays of, uh, like, of 2008. Yeah, there was, it was occasionally grainy at parts, but like the, it's really, really clear in other parts. It's just... I don't remember like, any see, grain. Well, the one thing that I've tried to do, like when I'm looking at potential Blu-ray discs I'm gonna buy, mm-hmm. is I look for the action movies. Yeah. Because, like, that's usually where you're gonna get your best, like, I don't know, bang for your buck, I guess you could say. Sure. I mean, like, I've heard from my friends who like have Blu-ray as well. They're like, just don't get comedies because it's just pointless. I mean, you can just go get the regular DVD for a comedy unless you like, you have to have it looking amazing. I kind of have to have it anymore. Like I got Ghost Town, and I was like, "Huh, this is great." You know, it was it was better in in Blu-ray. You know, even though it's, it's there's nothing to it. It's just a little comedy. Now Stargate, I got that on Blu-ray too, nine bucks on Amazon, which is awesome. I didn't even but, realize uh, that it came out on on Blu-ray. The, ori- the original movie. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's out on Blu-ray. It's actually like I said, Amazon nine bucks. Nice. That's a but, um, deal. I got it. I'm assuming on no Blu-ray extras. is. It's kind of grainy though. It's like you can see green, but it still looks better than the. Uh, I have I had the original uh, special edition on DVD. Yeah. I got all scratched up, so I said I screwed up by Blu-ray. It does look a little better, but I don't know. Also coming out on Blu-ray soon is Children of the Gods uh, redone, which is the first two episodes of Stargate SG One. I'm Re-headed. holding out until they release the whole freaking series. Oh, on me too. Me too. I when 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 the Blu-ray box set of the complete series comes out, I'm in. I'm you know because I I watched the first I don't know five seasons and that's it and I'm like well I could go buy DVDs but screw that. Know what I mean? Yeah, I actually saw them. I actually saw like an FYE near me the other day. They had like a 
each DVD was like 15 bucks or something after mail-in rebate. And they had all 10 seasons of the Slim Packs. I was like, oh, if I had the money right now, I'd buy it. What has anybody seen in the theaters? Well, I just got done seeing uh, both Coraline and Inkheart. Nice. Coraline is awesome. Yes, it is. Um, actually, Matt did not like Coraline. What? Really? What is wrong Des- with him? Des- I will kill him. Despite the, despite the They Might Be Giant song in it. That's stupid. Yes, there's He's a They Might Be Giant song in Coraline. I love They Might Be Giants. Did I ever tell you the story of how I met They, they Might Be Giants? No. It's not all that interesting. I was sitting on a couch at a radio station. And, and then you met him. Yep, <laughs> that was it. Um, but the important thing is, uh, Neil Gaiman is awesome. And Neil Gaiman is awesome. And H- Henry Selleck is also awesome. We forgive you for Beowulf, uh, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Neil tried his best. That bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I mean, I like Beowulf. I don't care it. what you he think. Just, he just adapted it. He was just an adapter. He didn't... You know. He tried to put more into the... I mean, you look at the freaking poem, there, there's no way you can make a decent movie out of the poem. The po- I mean, that's, it's not supposed to be. It's, he made it uh, way less disjointed than, than the actual... Yeah. The whole point was just to get Angelina Jolie CGI semi-naked. Yeah. Which, I stand by that I'm, to this I'm all day. I'm for it. I watch it in the official comics online uh, screening room with my five <laughs> feet of TV and just, I mean, I make sure um, that I, I make sure that I have a chaperone, really. Good, good. Yeah, but Coraline was uh, quite good and lovely, and I loved it. Yes, it, it was. It was. Oh, my. It was I've been slow. I've been slacking on new releases in the movie theaters. I'm out in Arizona in a small little town where the movie theater is, I don't know, not the greatest. Like, the last movie I actually mm-hmm. saw was uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that one. <laughs> it just, actually, I'll just say this. The movie just ends. It's like there's no point. It just ends. Nice. Well, you, you know what's good Cardboard about... acting man comes to Earth. You, you know what's really great about The Day the Earth Stood Still? They gave me two T-shirts when I went to when I saw their their thing at Comic Con, and they're really soft and comfortable. So so thanks, thanks to the day that it stood still. They're the Watchmen I love how coming you're still out pimping two weeks, them, right? Though you're, they're bad yeah, movie, and it's already it been out and done with. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Watchmen, uh, three six nine, folks, and so that means yeah, what two weeks? Is that what you said? Three weeks? Uh, yeah, two, two weeks. weeks. This Friday. Uh, Two weeks. Right now. Yeah, two weeks till Watchmen. All right. So, um, uh, who besides me is still bitter about uh, going to Comic Con and seeing that, uh, seeing their panel and, and getting uh, a piece of cardboard that said, "You've got a free Watchmen T-shirt," and then going and trying to redeem it, and oh, we're out of them. Oh, oh I'm I sorry. I didn't that. go to Comic Con. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Enlisted in the military. Uh, sorry, sorry, I was in basic training at the time, but you yeah, know. Yeah, we're, we are. I that did not happen to me because I didn't bother. Oh, well. <laughs> whoa, but, whoa, whoa! Street Fighter movies coming out the twenty seventh. What? What? Seriously? No, oh, yeah. don't even I'm, get I'm me started on. I'm on Fandango right now, just looking through the new movies, and apparently it comes out the twenty seventh. What does? The Street Fighter Legend uh, of Chun Li. Oh Fighter yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. How is did it, you is know? Is that a direct to video? Uh, no, that's no. that's coming to theaters. No, it's in the movie theater. How did you it's not know that? I, I it's February care. 27th. It's next week with the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Jonas Brothers movie is <laughs> next week. 
Oh, well, that, I, you know what? Uh, I, Hold on, let me go break the bank to go watch that. I, uh, it's a 3D concert experience. One week uh, only in the IMAX. No, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. one week only. I think Just I'll like drive the, my uh, Cyrus drive thing. teenage son down there. And, uh, you know, he can just hang out outside and, and meet girls. Is that mean? Is that weird? Should I not say things like that? I probably shouldn't. Um, I really enjoyed Inkheart in the movie theaters. Inkheart was the new film with uh, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Uh, who reads stuff and it comes out of books. It was really good. It wasn't a Brendan Fraser movie. It was just an all-around good like movie. Him. Unlike Speaking of Brendan Fraser. Actually got the chance to see uh, that Journey to the Center of Earth 3D movie a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I Not got that on, on Blu-ray. What did you think? I thought it was pretty. <laughs> I thought it was pretty too. I didn't really. I mean, obviously it was an amazing movie, but I didn't expect it to be an amazing movie, so I was fine. Yeah. I yeah. just thought it would be a, just a Mickey movie, but it actually was yeah, pretty I decent. I thought it was a so, great. It had great effects, and it was an awesome movie for yeah, was, for the whole family great. type of movie. Yeah, right, it was visually like, quite lovely. I mean, but it was one of those things. It's like you think it's like, oh god, it's just going to be a 3D movie and all about the 3D gimmicks, but it actually had a halfway decent story. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was a fun film. I mean, it's right. not going to win any awards, but who needs one? I mean, it's good. So, um, and Watchmen is coming out Watchmen. March. Uh, do, uh, did you hear the whole deal about uh, Watchmen, how they already are wanting a sequel? What? Yeah, well, no, isn't it a prequel? They want to do a prequel? No, no, it's going to be a sequel, they but said. But there isn't a sequel And they to want Watchmen. it to be... I know there isn't. They want to write it. Oh, hey, guys, let's milk this franchise. That's Yay! There was an you know, but that, you guys, you guys, that's if, if it actually ends up being successful. Yeah. Well, I think it'll I'm be successful. sorry. But I think it might be, but, but I don't Snyder think Warner Brothers. He's... I don't think Warner Brothers Zach is going to get back the money that they lost. I'm saying. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, Snyder, if they if people, he's not going to be involved with it. Well, well good, good I don't because... want to hear him anymore. I, if I have to sit through another panel with Zack Snyder, I'm going to kill myself. Especially because he's <laughs> me off. Oh my God! You know what? He he's a. He, let, let me just make this very clear. He makes great exciting movies he makes very exciting fighting movies you know uh you know he's a good movie maker but my god he is the dullest panelist in the history of the universe i mean really oh my god i i was struggling to stay awake and i've seen at least three panels with him the funny thing was comic-con 2008 kevin smith says the same thing and i'm like and i turn and i, I turn to julia and kendrick and i'm like look Look, I'm not the only one. But he's Kevin Smith. Well, Kevin Smith often says what I think. Nah. And that is why you and Kevin Smith are both wrong. What? <laughs> what you th can can you sit through a Zack Snyder interview? Because you uh, are obviously drinking a lot of coffee. He's pretty I boring. Won't lie. But you know, you can get through it. He's not exciting though. He's pretty boring. He is dull. So uh, Kevin, you're saying if I could ever get Zack Snyder in on this podcast, you would not like it. I would. Uh, sure. Yeah. If he wants to talk on on the podcast, he wants to jump on Skype and talk with us. I'll talk to him. And in fact, I'll admit that I've said that. I'll I'll tell him <laughs> you're a tall motherfucker. <laughs> but let's hear what you have to say. Right, let's let's hear you not be dull. Wow. Um. <laughs> I'm not gonna. You know. I'm not gonna pretend you know, that I haven't I, said that. I'm not that kind I've of person. I've been with Watchmen coming out 
I really, you know, I really, obviously, I'm excited in ways. But they still change the ending, and I'm still going to be bitchy about it, and I know it. But I'm willing to watch the movie and see if it works for the movie. It still pisses me off, though. It still pisses me off. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's just, come on, when you pay that much, he suppo- supposedly pays so much attention to, the, like, the smallest details and, like, is really serious about putting all the most important things about Watchmen, and then he's like, I'm going to blow the entire ending and change it to something that doesn't even make sense and will completely ruin the meaning of the entire story. I'm, I'm done. I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> Do you know what the new ending is? Because I don't yeah, know what it is. it's already been leaked. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. And do we, do we, do we want to say it up. here? No. No, let's not do that. All right. Well, we'll, we'll find you know, out we in a might, weeks. We might all come back together and be like, okay, it worked for the movie. I mean, I am more than willing to admit that the movie it might work for. I don't believe it will, but I am willing to be wrong on this. But I'm hoping to be wrong. Yeah. Well, hoping. I'm I'm hoping it works, and really, I would I would like to see a prequel. I would like to see a uh, something you know back in the uh, what is it? The, the Minutemen. Yeah, the fifties with the Minutemen. I would like to see a. Uh, Not a full movie, though. I I don't think it would. I would like to see. You know, what would be cool. What What about this? What about a uh, a movie that's made up of shorts? Mm, maybe. You know, you get you get. Um, like maybe a, like a direct to DVD. You get like a comedian one. Well, they would have to put it out in the theater. I mean, you know, you do like a, a grindhousey type of thing. Watchmen cut on DVD. What's that? We're getting an extended cut of the Watchmen on DVD. Oh yeah. Like a lot more scenes, including yeah, the, the whole comic. Uh... The Black Freighter. Well, yeah, the, we're getting um, the Black Freighter yeah. from. Yeah, and then the. Uh, yeah, because the movie's the movie's long, and then the actual they then they're gonna give you the director's cut, which is like twenty minutes longer, and then they're gonna give you the Black Friday version, which is like three and a half hours long. <laughs> are they gonna? <laughs> are they really gonna put a a, a Black Friday included version together? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's they yes, they already said so. Uh, yeah, that sounds exciting. It's just kind of awesome. I mean, I I'm not I. It would be weird if they had tried to put that in the actual movie because nobody's going to sit there for three and a half hours. Well, actually, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right. Oh, but hold on. Now, now let me look. At, let me look at the other guys for twenty minutes. Yeah. Stares <laughs> at true. somebody else. <laughs> Stares at somebody else. <laughs> I I went to uh, when like the a couple of days before the final uh, the Return of the King came out. I went and, and saw the ultra long versions all in a row. Oh, fine. Oh, I did that too. Did you? Yeah, I went. Yeah, yeah great. I went inside. I got it. Uh, that was a little birthday present uh, to me. I've seen all. I've seen all three in a row. We did that not too long ago. Me and my friends, just a whole day, whole day of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, so yeah, that's what I did in the, uh, but in the theater. And it was what was really cool. I just figured they were gonna just totally, you know, screw us on food. But they got the food was cheap too, for those of us with nice. passes. Yeah, it was really nice. Like dollar hot dogs all day long and all night. I got there. At, it started at like 10 a.m. and it went until like 1 a.m. The yeah, following that's, day. it's it's like a you know it's 10 10 11 hours. 12 yeah, hours. it was crazy. So I'm thinking the ultra Blu-ray extravaganza. You've got you've got uh, the the regular uh, you know the extended cut movie with maybe uh, 
you know, and the original ending put on it. I don't know if, if they actually have that filmed, but that would be cool. And then plus, uh, you've got the Black Rock, and then plus, it automatically pauses every time you get to one of those um, uh, those newspapers that you've got to read the whole thing. Yeah. That's that's my ultimate uh, Watchmen experience. I don't know if they have the I don't think they have the original ending because they they certainly it didn't fit with the realistic uh, feeling of Watchmen because it's so realistic to have a giant blue man that's naked and walks around blowing up people. Yeah, that's really realistic. Well, <laughs> I mean there there was a you know powerful blue man in the in the original, right? Right? No, no, I know. I'm. That's what I'm saying. Is that they change the endings? They're like, the movie is really realistic, and that doesn't really fit with it. And then I'm like, yeah, the the the, the book is really not that realistic. It still is a, you know, graphic novel about superheroes, heroes. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, jeez. <laughs> all those beepings you hear in the in the in the background are all are are my my wonderful co-podcasters here saying we've got to go we've got to go i even went downstairs all right well yeah so uh we'll we'll get together uh maybe next week guys maybe all right maybe, maybe all right next, sounds good maybe next thursday that'll be awesome maybe. all right <laughs> uh well caught up on lost by then <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe we'll actually talk about comics next week. That'd be fun. What? That'd be crazy. That'd be what weird. What do you think this is? Like a comics website or something? You would think. You, would think. you know, to look at the website, though, and all the DVD reviews, you, you would think, you, you would think it's, you know, yeah. Hey, I've only done one review ever, and it's for something that was supposed to come out in the fall and never did. Really? The Call of Duty card game. I did the preview for it, and it My never God. came out. That's yeah, hilarious. that's true. Wow. Oh, well. I just did a Google search so much at Comic-Con San Diego. So for, uh, for Chelsea D and Crows and Dicks, I'm Kevin Goswan, and this is Comics Online Podcast, everything geek pop culture. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast, especially Nomad, are those of each participant themselves and do not necessarily represent those of Comics Online, any other participants, or any employers, past, present, or future of any participant, or anyone else in the world, living or dead. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, Maybe you're a stupid fucking retard and should probably stop punching yourself in the face only long enough to immediately and permanently log off the internet, delete all podcasts of any kind from all of your equipment, and never ever attempt to view, read or listen to grown-up talk involving sarcasm for any reason ever again, okay? Or maybe you're instead one of the other 99%. Our smart and good-looking fans who appreciate foul language and biting sarcasm as well as everything geek pop culture, even when it's delivered by a robotic voice like mine. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for the Comics Online podcasters, we invite you to post in our forums at comicsonline.com or visit us on MySpace or Facebook, or you can simply email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. Peace out word to your mother box. And he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders.
converting earthly language into thrust. As you kneel before Ozawa, Legend of Zelda's turn to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Level 12 cybernetics, vibranium power acts. You communicate with snail mail while we wireless adapt. We are more than ECI as we descend to blow your spot. You're a copy of better tech like your name was GoBots. You hoping for iTunes, but little noob, you in the danger zone. We're all the best leaders like Sepinter on his throne. Written by Stan the Man, don't you ever try to serve thee. New guys of this book like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus. Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics. From the days of Marconi to Buffalo Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, Soviet and Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like Gamma Bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.